1: You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. It's not the good Friday, but it's always a good Friday. And it is one of those 30s. Last day of the month. what they teach us when we were kids? 30 days have September, April, today, and November. All the rest have 31 except February. That's how we learned it. That little thing at the end was For some reason, stuck as well. It is the last day of June. July's on the way. July 4th is on the way. And we hope you are getting a nice long weekend. We are getting a nice long weekend. Shout out to the bosses who said yes when I asked the question: hey, could we get the shows off Monday and Tuesday? I thought it was a crazy question. Man, they gave the crazy answer of yes. So we appreciate that. No shows on Monday or Tuesday. We'll be taking the long weekend. Maybe getting to see some fireworks. Hopefully, getting to you know eat some great food or whatever it is you're going to do. There's always sports to talk about. We will get into that. We got some guests coming up for you, and uh, it is the last work day of Isaiah's honeymoon. He and his wife have been celebrating in Cancun all week. Hopefully they are having a great trip. Uh, I am Chad Hastings. It is Chad and Zay, minus the Zay for one more show until we get back next Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings and thanks to Cameron Parker for hanging out with me this week. But today we have another special guest hanging out. He is the one and only Jack Farrell. I don't have a nickname for him yet, but we'll discuss the nicknames he's already gotten. How are you, Jack?
0: I am doing excellent. It's a holiday weekend. I'm not talking 4th of July. We're talking NBA free agency, the most dramatic day of the year. I am excited. I think there's going to be some weird nonsense coming down the line. It's going to be a good day.
1: Wait, weird nonsense from the NBA? The most dramatic
0: league in the world, baby. That never
1: happens. They're so boring. Already some James Harden drama. It's going to be a banner year for the NBA. Sometimes when people are in relationships, they know. You'll date a guy or a girl that just... Is all about the drama. They love the soap opera. They love the drama. Everything they do just has a certain dun 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 to it. The NBA is that league in all of sports to me. I don't know if any league that we deal with, that we cover on a regular basis, does drama and suspense and all of that any better than the NBA. We will definitely get to some NBA free agency talk today. Plus, when Jack and I communicated about the show. Jack threw out an idea knowing probably who he was doing a show with. And he said, hey, I know you're kind of into uniforms. I appreciate that. He said, kind of, because it made me seem normal. He said, I'm kind of into that as well. He said, kind of for himself to make himself feel normal. Uh, Would you want to get into a uniform discussion? And I said, well, hell yeah, of course. I want to get into a uniform discussion. So today... We are throwing out a question. To all of you, we will have our own answers. But as we get closer to the NFL season, we are 72 days away from that first big NFL Sunday when hopefully you just get to veg out and watch all those games, including the first Cowboys and Texans games of the year. The question is simple. Which NFL uniforms need a tweak, need an upgrade, need a makeover in 2023 and moving forward first off jack i appreciate you bringing this up it is a critical subject in sports i mean it's it's what we all watch it for is the fashion right Uh, um see i wouldn't phrase it that way that (laughs) that doesn't get anybody on our side into the discussion but it is one of those things that i think a lot of sports fans they won't admit as freely as you and i will that they love it but they do love it oh it's
0: so i mean a a helmet a nice helmet we've got a bunch of them in here it's like Mm -hmm. the best thing is all the memorabilia
1: yeah, and to me, and this is what we'll get into some NFL stuff today on this. To me, if you mess up your helmet, the rest doesn't really matter. If you can't get the helmet right, you're probably going to be, you know, you're going to be a little off. So we're going to get into that discussion. If you want to jump in, Spec's text line is 337 3776. Before we get into all the stuff, Jack, let's give them a little bit uh, so they know who you are. They'll learn who you are in case they don't know. So. In terms of the nicknames, I have heard you referred to today as Jumpin' Jack Farrell. That's Jeff's, yeah. Is that kind of a Rolling Stone reference, I guess? I think guess? so. Rolling Stones, yeah. Jumpin' Jack Flash, great song. Uh, and then on the outdoor show, you are the Farrell Hog. That is probably
0: the least uh, is that right? flattering nickname, but yes, they do call me that every now and then. I also get Jack of All Trades from them and from WAGs. In the World. Ah,
1: Jack of All Trades. Okay, there you go. Uh, so let's remind the people. Where were you born and raised? Born in Houston, raised
0: in Austin, Texas from the age of two. From the age of two. High school? So not quite native, but, you know, I went to uh, everyone the, the world famous, everyone knows, Hill Country Christian School. Wow. Okay. Nobody is. Yeah, I, I know. Right. But, uh, my graduating class, 34 people, which nice. was, at the time, the biggest in school history. I don't know. <laughs> so that—that's that's my background. It's up... Uh, Kind of by Westwood High
1: School, up okay. off 620. Hill Country Christian School and a graduating oh, nice. class of 34. 34 in 2018. Nice. What's the mascot again? The Knights. The Knights. You're very
0: limited on private schools where sure. your mascots are. Yeah. You got a lot of eagles. You got a lot of knights. Crusaders was
1: big for a while, mm-hmm. but we've uh, we've taken a step back from Crusaders. I thought my parents' high school class of 54 was small. That's so, gigantic. Getting that into the 30s and it's a record, that's that's good stuff. Uh, and then you are definitely a Longhorn fan, and graduate, yes. I said you did attend UT as well. Got out in my four years, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two,
0: and then af- out of out of college, I was hired here as a board operator and remote tech. On June thirtieth, actually, this oh, is my work anniversary. Is that right? Yeah. Look at you. Full circle moment.
1: Very nice. Awesome. Well, the, that is there. That, that's a little bit. A little bit of who Jack is. Uh, and since you were now, you were born in Houston, but you obviously got here pretty quickly. Pro teams. Do you have pro teams that you love and care about?
0: This is a, a shout out to my dad, Jeff Farrell, Big Horn listener. Uh, if he's in the car um what's up jeff what do yeah. they call
1: him does he have weird nicknames no just uh, they don't call
0: him a feral hog or anything they ought to he's uh he, if he's he's the most feral hog in the family i would say other than other than myself of course but jeff we'll uh, call you daddy
1: hog how about that
0: <laughs> he's the daddy but hog he uh he rubbed off the the houston love on me pretty big okay. so big time rockets fan big time astros fan I could take or leave the Texans. Growing up in Austin, uh, football is all about the University of Texas. Okay, so you really don't have an NFL team. I would say it's the Texans, but they're the Texans, so it's hard to be real gung-ho about it. My dad's a huge Oilers guy, moved to Texas in 1977. So if they make a playoff run, will you be in? Yeah, I was real in on the Texans when they had that one blip of, uh, you know, promise with Deshaun Watson the Deshaun that, Watson that, that I'm yeah. just saying, if your team, your all-time franchise quarterback is Matt Schaub, you, yeah. you're laughing. Exactly. No, it's I Matt, know. I, and I, hey, and Matt it,
1: Schaub had some great years, but it's Matt Schaub. Yeah, and now, I mean, for lack of, you know, for better or worse, your all-time franchise quarterback is Deshaun Watson. I, I cling, I cling because he does have, like, the
0: better season numbers, but the career numbers still give it to Schaub. still want to give it to Schaub. And also, I don't want to
1: no, I know i know. Not claiming Watson right now I know, you don't want to claim him You want to massage that story, right? Alright, so uh, Rockets and Astros Which means you and I are on different sides of a big baseball series Coming up in Arlington this week We will get to that And uh, like I said, we'll get into some uh, NBA free agency talk today uh, The big name You mentioned James Harden already We'll start with that story So 5 o'clock today, if you don't know 5 o'clock our time today Is when official discussions can begin now, there may be some deal that gets reported at like 5.05 our time, and you'll you'll know that they were talking before. But uh, James Harden has now opted in with the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you're a Sixers fan, you might immediately think, okay, James Harden and Embiid, here we go, let's try it again. Not so fast. The idea is that the Sixers want to get something out of James Harden, and Harden wants to move, and they're working on finding a trade Jack, why can't James Harden just be happy playing basketball in a particular location? Can I tell you what I think happened? I think James sure. Harden got his feelings hurt. Okay. I
0: think that uh, James Harden wanted to come back to Houston. I think Houston wanted him to come back, and then they hired Eme Udoka, and Ime Udoka said, no thank you. Oh, really? Uh, okay. It just doesn't seem like the kind of player Ime Udoka would want. I think Harden used Houston as a big leverage player. Uh, we were going to offer him the biggest contract that anyone was going to offer him. Um. Now that that is off the table, James Harden doesn't have any leverage, and he doesn't have a lot of offers. So I think he is upset with how uh, Philadelphia has handled things. You can take your opinion on that whichever way you would like to, but I think James Harden's upset, and uh, I think it's strange that he's opting in to this player option, because he could go be an unrestricted free agent right now, Uh, but he's opted into a $35, $36 million player option, which is going to make him harder to trade. Because now teams are going to have to give up matching salaries. The Clippers, I hear, are the team to watch for. The beard.
1: Yeah, I've heard two big city teams, Clippers and Knicks,
0: as maybe I don't know why the Knicks would do that. They're not in the position where they're like, We just need a star to sell tickets. We're the <laughs> Knicks. We've been terrible for a decade. They're like good now. They have Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Yeah, they're they, a they,
1: good team. They actually have a little substance. I wouldn't mess with James Harden right now if I were the Knicks, but we'll see if the clip so if the no, that clip that's that's a very clippers move. Wouldn't it be? I mean, grab Harden. to bring them in and then what? The perfect world is everybody's healthy and it's Harden as the point guard for for, Ka- for Kawhi and Paul George? If Kawhi and Paul George, who have never
0: been healthy in the postseason for five years, this year they could stay healthy. Oh, my God. That's only if the
1: NBA goes to a 30-game regular season. Dude, just it let Kawhi
0: sit chance. for 80 games, get him a couple warm-up ones, and then play in the playoffs. Might
1: be a chance. If if you you haven't... And they
0: said they might still bring back Russell Westbrook. And as a fan of just teams full of dudes.
1: Like, that, and, and a, James Arden? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's now an that, all-time team full of dudes. That'd be an all kinds That's of dr- not a team. It's a... It's just a bunch of dudes. That's a bunch of guys. Uh, NBA Free Agency cranking up today. We've had some good texts coming in. Oh, this is a better idea for your dad. Feral Boss Hog or Boss Feral Hog. His name's Jeff, so we just call him Hefe. 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 Hog. Why do I want to throw a hog in there every time? I don't know. Hefe's good. Let's call him Hefe. That's good. Uh, all right. Uh, somebody says Harden wants to find the best nightclub now. Well, that's why he's also been linked to Miami. That would be a disaster. He's looking for nightclubs. He's looking for chicken wings. We know uh, James Harden and where he'll end up. That's going to be a big deal in the NBA. All right, so uh, we do have a, a starter here for our NFL discussion, Jack. Which NFL uniforms need tweaking or changing? Somebody says the Texans need to get off the Patriots of the South bit, change their colors to something else, back to oiler blue Maybe. So, as a guy who's a little bit connected to the Texans and you know your dad's into this and and I'm maybe family members and stuff. So, what are those discussions like? I know they're going to mess around with a red helmet this year for a couple alternates, but what do you think about the Texans? Do they need to switch? They've had that gear since Oh, the two inception, right? Since day one, are we tired of the? Are we tired of it yet? Or do they still look good to you?
0: They're number two on my list of teams that Ooh. need a full. I would argue a full teardown, full reset. Uh, agree, Patriots of the South. Okay, Patriots also so bad uniforms. Would
1: you opinion. go to the baseboards and then literally try to come back with love? The love, love you blue. I'm just
0: angry that the Titans are pretending like they're the Oilers. So I think that. Tennessee is going to go back and start using more. I think they're wearing Ugh. Oilers throwbacks this year, which is just a, a travesty. But yeah, I'm I'm all about that. I love the love you blue. I'm a big Oilers, uh, f- not fan, but I love all the old teams. S- sorry to do this, everybody. The Oilers never existed at any time when I was alive. Oh wow! So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. That doesn't so make I us feel just love, love at all. You know them, the Supersonics, all those kind of old teams that that had great uniforms,
1: great history that just uh, we don't get anymore. I think they need to figure out. With a money situation or draft picks or whatever it is, they need to figure out a way to take all of the, you know, pick a point. And you can really make it kind of a Steve McNair moment. The mo- From like Steve McNair and Javon Kurse on, let Tennessee have all of that. I mean, but the- Go Browns did it, right? Right. right. But from ba- that part back, you need to be able to, and mainly with the uniforms and the full history. Like you can't tell me Earl Campbell belongs to the Tennessee franchise. It's Derrick Henry and Earl Campbell being in the same record book—it's it's, that doesn't make sense. So, and you brought it up, right? The Browns did that; they figured it out with the Ravens. As horrible as that all was with Art Modell and the Ravens, and it just it was gross. But they did figure that part out. They decided, you know what? We're going to leave all the history with Cleveland. When the Browns fired back up, they got. All the stuff. They got Brian Sype and they got Jim Brown and they got all of that. And the Ravens said, We'll take everything we did from day one forward. We'll go Jamal Lewis and Ray Lewis and uh you know Trent Dilfer and the gang and you guys take that. That I think definitely needs to be done. So let us know if you are a Houston fan. Someone already texted, yes, love you blue. Maybe that's an idea. Would you go back to the oil derricks in 2023, 24? Hey, the Houston Roughnecks. Throughout the idea, at least in the XFL for a couple years. I thought that logo was kind of cool, going back a little bit to the, the history of things and making you think of the Oilers a little bit. Uh, so let us know what you think there. You said they're number two on your list. Now I got to know who's number one. Who's the number one NFL team to you that needs a tweak? A team that has had the same uniforms for, I
0: also think forever. They're super 90s. They're super outdated. The worst uniforms in football the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Interesting. They're so from a time. I Denver's in the same family where it's like you just need an update. It's you see old videos of like college football, the uniforms were just so
1: mm-hmm. so early 2000s, so 90s, they need an upgrade. Interesting, you mentioned Carolina. They are going, I believe it's last year they might have started messing. This year I think, I think they th- had the black helmet. I thought Last that was year I think good. they they looked at the black helmet. This year I think they're going to do that again as an alternate. Carolina is one of the teams that I think needs to seriously think about either, do they need a redo on that helmet logo? Because it's been exactly the same the whole time. And they, isn't it supposed to look like the Carolinas, and it doesn't at all?
0: Isn't it, that
1: the, the the plan? I've never heard that that was it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It, it, that's been the same the whole time. Would they want to re-rack that? I think the same of Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the only uh, team that ever did that. Dub- Remember the double-color helmet? That was oh, wild. Half gold, half black, and it split on top. Ortles. It went front and back. The, that's the Bortles era, right? Uh, I think Jacksonville might not need to, to, to redo. But for me, the answer is really simple: the NFL team. To me, blinking light, flashing uh, sirens, and it's not going to make sense to you unless you are a true uniform nerd. Here, the NFL team that needs to finally get their makeover is the Rams. They need to get it right because they tried and they failed. They need to do. They need to walk across the hall meet with everybody with lightning bolts on their business cards, and ask a simple question. How did you get it so right when we got it so wrong? Let the Chargers tell you everything they thought of because I think the Chargers are about as perfect as the NFL gets right now when it comes to uniforms. You don't like the bone uniforms? I do not. The dingy the, gray? No. And remember this, I'm a Rams hater. Throughout my life, I'm a Cowboys fan, and then I'm also a Bucks fan. I got lots of reasons to hate the Rams. So it's not like it's my team. But yes, you brought up the bone uniforms. That was a bad move. The, the numbers that one color bleeds to two different colors on the same number. And they're like shiny. And it's really shiny and one bleeds to another. That's a bad move. But more than anything, the Rams made the one mistake you can't make. You can't miss the helmet. And they did. When you change that horn, they tried to go with an idea that has worked for other teams. Let's make it more three-dimensional let's make it look 3d and if you can look real carefully and it's like one of those relax your eyes art projects on the wall or the whole faces or vases thing that we did as kids when they were trying to test how you see in an eye test if you look in certain circumstances you can see it you can see that 3d image and go oh i see what they're trying to do but the way they mix the yellow and the blue it didn't quite work plus they missed the blue so, to the Rams, it is real simple. When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-racked their uniforms a couple years ago when Brady was there, all I kept saying was two words. Derrick Brooks. Derrick Brooks. Derrick Brooks. Derrick Brooks. Put them in a uniform that looks like Derrick Brooks, and you'll be fine. I think. I mean, they
0: messed with what I would argue is probably the best helmet ever. Best football helmet ever was just those, the blue with the, with the kind of gold, ram, the, the uniforms that they wore yes. in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Those are like, that's the perfect helmet, and they just, they messed with it. You didn't have to mess with that. Yeah, That wasn't the thing that needed tweaking, needed no. updating.
1: For them, it's two, It's also two words. Eric Dickerson. That's it. Make it look like Eric Dickerson, and you'll be fine. So they need to start, they need to figure out how to get that part right. By the way, there was something sent out in April with blue and yellow smoke coming out of a, they did like a Breaking Bad motif outside the stadium, outside of SoFi, with a beat-up old van made to look like the Walter White vibe with blue and yellow smoke coming out, and it said something's cooking. So Rams fans think that means something. So are we going to get at least a good throwback this year, or maybe the Rams might re-rack? I'm reading that Denver may go full rebuild in 24. You may get your wish. Uh, I would be great. I'm reading that Detroit, in addition to doing this alt-uniform or this alt-helmet this tweak. year— they may be doing a full redo in twenty four, which would be a wild idea because they got history. I'm always excited. I anytime a team that drops
0: some new uniforms, I'm, oh. I'm always first in line. I got the Twitter notifications on. Then, uh, if I may do another draft pick here, a team that just did this, go back to the drawing board. This is not it. The Arizona Cardinals mm. had terrible uniforms for years. I like the helmet, but the rest of it didn't didn't go well. And then they redo it and this era of minimalism in sports uniforms we saw the Cavs do a minimalist minimalist
1: it's mm-hmm. a tough
0: word minimalist redesign. is a tough yeah and we saw the Jazz do a minimalist redesign and it just it's it's boring it, there's no flavor to it so i would say Arizona is another team that needs to try again
1: i wrote them down with a question mark too and i think it goes back to carolina but it goes back even farther their logo has essentially been the same my entire life and and beyond that and i'm 48 years old And I would ask them, like, deep down, y'all, do you love your logo? Do you love that logo? Because all you did on your last tweak was you took the Cardinal and you made him mad. A little bit. A little mad. There's a little err on his face. But other than that, I'm with you. The black helmet I thought looked cool last year. Black helmet with those red speckles in it with the red sparkly paint in it. But I'd, if I were them, like the Panthers, like the Jags, explore other ideas. Have artists start rendering. You guys have picked really interesting animals. You don't have to worry about politics and morality getting in the way, and your name is offensive. No, man, you're the Jaguars, the Panthers, and which one? Are we? And the Cardinals. Just let people draw you a bunch of examples and pick a badass change. I'm with you there. Arizona needs something. They need something. So two teams in that division, I would say. Arizona kind of needs it. The Rams need it so badly. Because I, when I grew up and the Rams were playing football, it was one of the coolest looking things in the world. Were they ever my team again? No, they weren't. But when they played the Niners, I always rooted for them because I'm a Cowboys guy. Loved watching Eric Dickerson play and Jim Everett and Flipper Anderson and you know Jack Youngblood on the defensive side and and all the, Kevin Green and all those guys. That's what they need to go back to. Let us know if you are looking for anything in the NFL uniform world. Somebody texted, bring back the Seahawks old uniforms. Definitely on the throwback. The silver. Yeah, the silver needs to happen. Blue and green always looks great together. I think that is an
0: underutilized color combo in sports. The old Mavs, blue and green, Mm -hmm. always look great to me. Corpus Christi A&M, those baseball uniforms that they have – Tulane. I think it's a great color combo, and I think Seattle should go back. They're also on my list.
1: Interesting idea. Yeah, remember, this NFL season will be really our first throwback, full throwback season since they changed that rule. The one shell rule, baby. The Bucks had trouble getting stuff in because of some supply chain issues. So they they held off on Bucko Bruce. They're the ones to me, and it's not just because I'm a fan, but they they do it the best of anybody because they throw back the whole stadium. They take the entire stadium and change it to the way it used to be. Old helmet on the field, old stripes around the the thing. They do the whole deal. So you're going to get full buckle Bruce this year. You're probably going to get a minute man from the Patriots. And then the other teams that can do it, I'd tell the Jets, now that they've gone all green, throw back to the white. Throw back to a Curtis Martin and make everybody think of those helmets. Uh, And we'll get to some other. Because there are some teams that need to learn how to throw back as well. Now that they can fully do it, they need to do it fully right when they throw back. We'll talk NFL uniforms throughout the show. Also coming up, big series in Arlington starting tonight. And did I read this correctly? There's a team in Major League Baseball that has more starters in the All-Star game than any other team. And that team is the Texas Rangers? I feel like I'm being punked. We'll double-check that next on The Horn. getting started on a friday last day of june a few things to jump into today including nba free agency five o'clock is when it all starts today all right jack farrell is that uh it's got a very flock of seagulls vibe it's not their biggest hit but is that flock of seagulls it is flock of seagulls it's their best song Space Age love song. Space Age love song. That's Which right. Which is better than I ran.
0: Flock. I will die
1: on that hill. Very nice. Flock of Seagulls. I like that the, anybody would have an opinion about Flock of Seagulls that's that strong. Like, oh, you, you haven't like, talked to me enough, Chad. Wh- I have a strong opinion about everything. Yeah, the lead singer doesn't even have strong opinions probably about that band. I like that. I like that feel. Flock of Seagulls. By the way, speaking of that period of music, um, I have not given this official shout-out on the air, so I'll do it right now. Shout-out to my former... Broadcast partner, Kevin Dunn, who always says he's not a big music fan, but he really is. Kevin is a great music fan, but he looks at it from sometimes a different perspective than others do. He's just one of those, hey, I like what I like type of guys, and he loves to go down YouTube rabbit holes and find different stuff. He sent me, or he sent out on Twitter, this co- this self-cover that I'd never heard before, and also I've never really thought of that phrase, but it's a great way to say it, a self-cover, when an artist covers their own song and just makes it different, so... 2017, Aha does Unplugged, and that version of Take On Me is wild. If you have not seen it, go check it out. Go watch it. My man still has the pipes in 2017 to hit some of those notes, and uh, you can check Kevin out. He's at kevendun one I, I believe that's still true on Twitter, um, and I retweeted it back then. That is unreal, and it also gave me a song lyric that I'd always gotten wrong always in take on me at the end of the chorus when he says I'll be gone I thought the next thing he said he just went and he just tried to say the word take really loud he doesn't he says I'll be gone in a day or two and I never knew that ever but it's so clear when you hear it unplugged. Anyway, it's great. Uh, so, shout out to Flock of Seagulls and Aha and all those bands that every time I hear the song, I go right to the video in 81, 82, 83 when I was, you know, probably spending my summers just watching MTV videos and doing stuff like that. Uh, so, Flock of Seagulls getting us started today. Jack Farrell in with me today. I'm Chad Hastings. Somebody sent a text that they thought was not mean, but sort of direct, right? They heard the conversation about uniforms and the NFL and they just got upset because they're listening to the horn and they wanted to hear some lo- So they just texted, talk about the Longhorns. But they weren't more specific than that. So, Jack, as a Longhorn fan, uniform-wise, the discussion's been there for years, but it always seems to come back to, no, we are what we are, football-wise. What do you think? That is correct. I don't want to see any any
0: black alternates, any, any sort of revamping. The most fancy I get, and I'm still not too happy about it, is when they did the numbers on the helmets for uh I believe yeah. it was the it was an anniversary. Say, and that's a throwback though. DKR happened right. to pass like right when we were doing it and we mm-hmm. decided to wear the uniforms on the helmets for the rest of the year. I am anti alternate for Texas football specifically. I love an alternate uniform, but for the Texas Longhorns, you got the burn orange and the white, and you should not should not uh, veer from that path.
1: Even if you're throwing back. Because the, when they put the numbers on, that's also an homage to the past.
0: I'll take a throwback. I like the ones with the hundred on the helmet. You're okay with that? Right. I am okay with that, but keep an eye on it. I, I don't like watching the spring game and seeing
1: them in a, in a green jersey or a, or a black jersey. I'm not about that. All right, let's talk about then the only major tweak they've made on that hat in my whole life. What did you think of Shiny Longhorn? Are you okay with Shiny Longhorn if they choose to do it? I
0: was more okay with it than some for the following reasons. The decal for the longhorn was brown. it was not burn orange. The shiny longhorn at least matched better mm. but at the same time, I kind of like that it's brown. Vince Young had it with the brown longhorn it didn't okay. quite match the 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 uniform pan tone uh-huh. but uh no alternates all right maybe a throwback maybe they did the ones a couple years ago. I think we had to walk off Kansas with a field goal when we wore those throwbacks so that, that's what happens when Texas wears an alternate. It, it goes poorly. We wore black basketball uniforms and got annihilated by Duke
1: like 17 years ago, it's I kinda think. It's kind of tough, yeah. Those are I,
0: tough. I'm against it.
1: Basketball, I think, yeah, that they've messed around with some alternates a lot more than football they has. Like the so faux backs, I like those. Yeah, so there the you go. We see, we we talk Longhorns. What are you talking about? Uh, first game for Texas, sixty four days away. Texas and Rice. Obviously, we've been talking about Big Twelve media days coming up. Rod Babers is coming up at one o five from Ball Don't Lie. I want to talk to Rod about some NCAA stuff with you know Texas, Texas A and M, this new state law that's taking over tomorrow, uh, and his thoughts on that. But also, we'll get some of his thoughts on Texas football. Plus, at 205 Five Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. We'll talk about the recruiting development over the week. Three guys coming in over the week. The two running backs and yet another offensive lineman. I sorry, two running. Well, technically, it would be two running backs and two offensive linemen in the last week or so. If you go back to last Thursday, we'll talk to Ketch about that coming up. We also mentioned there is a massive baseball series going on in Arlington, and you'll forgive me as a Rangers fan, I have to soak this up because. Most of the time, once we get to this point in the year, Rangers pitchers have already melted, and there are no big series because they're all just trying not to die. Uh, It is 7.05 tonight. The Rangers are five games up going into the series with the Astros, and believe it or not, the Rangers have the most starters in the All-Star game this year. This blew me away. Now, the Braves and Dodgers both have three, but the Rangers have Four. Starting second baseman will be Marcus Simeon. The starting shortstop will be Seager. The starting third baseman will be Young. And the starting center, center. The starting catcher. That C doesn't mean center, Chad, when they're talking baseball. The catcher will be Jonah Heim, the man who tagged someone out recently and then got called back, the, that weird play. Yeah, he is the all-star catcher. So that's uh, coming up on July 11th in Seattle Jack you mentioned earlier you're an Astros fan give me your thought on your Astros heading into this series how how critical a series is this for you it is in Arlington I double checked today there's two more coming there's two more three game sets one in Houston one in Arlington how critical is this one for you what do you want to see coming out of this series from the Astro perspective you need to win at least two of these because I believe they're five games back right
0: now. Mm-hmm. You get swept, you're nine games back. Right, it's a four-game set, yes. right, if I didn't say that. Yes. You're not coming back from that. This is a very big series. I haven't taken a look on the probable pitchers for Houston, but if it's a four-gamer, I bet you're getting uh, your, your heavy hitters in there. Houston's been super banged up. Uh, they've been surviving. Shout-out to JP France, who through 10, star, 10 starts has a sub-3.5 ERA. Uh, he's been very good. The bats are coming alive. I didn't know it was possible, but the Astros scored 10 runs in back-to-back games. Usually when they score 10 runs. Have you seen this phenomenon? The Astros score 10 runs, they get shut out the next two games. That's how it's been. Really? It, it's not that cut and dry. But it, look at when they have a high offensive output game, it craters the following game or series. Interesting. I, had, I didn't realize that. A 10 spot against the Cardinals and then a 14 spot against the Cardinals. So the bats are heating up. Jordan should be coming back soon. But the biggest thing, I mean, Houston's been so banged up.
1: Yeah. I and mean, I think
0: that comes from so many, little brag, so many deep postseason runs. Oh, Even there
1: that. it is. There it
0: is. You oh, saw, I bet you, it feels nice, Chad. How does it feel to have actual all-stars on your team? Oh, you no, sell, you, y'all, y'all have had a great year. You sound like a Laker fan in the yeah, Kobe no, era. You know how worn out Kobe gets? You realize how many extra seasons he plays? But yeah, the Astros are basically down, if you count Justin Verlander, four starting pitchers from last year. McCullers is out for the year. LaKeeti yeah. hasn't uh, he hasn't played since early April. Luis Garcia is down for the year. Uh, you're you're relying on you relied on Brandon Belak for a while and rookies like Hunter Brown who I think is going to be great. I think he will be a great pitcher in this in this league, but he's a rookie and you you if you're trusting rookies to carry you, that's not a good thing. JP France, as I mentioned before, the stash, but I think uh the the thing I'm most worried about is keeping the Rangers bats quiet yeah i mean they're they've slowed down a little bit since the beginning of the year but that offense is still crazy the 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 starting pitching when it's been those guys have been getting deep into games they've been pitching very well it's uh it's a tough matchup and you got to take at least one or two of these games because i mean obviously if if i want to sweep i would love a sweep but rangers are the second third fourth best team in the entire sport at this point uh this season so it's tough uh, going on the road against the division leader. I think Houston's back into second place now, but you're you're looking at a swing of being one game back or nine games back. Yeah, right. So no. this is a huge, huge series. And the Rangers, in in a similar vein, this is your chance in July to, or well, okay, July tomorrow. Yeah, to to put a kibosh on the on the division for the year. Just a ton of pressure would hit right away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're Houston now, if you get crushed in this series, you're thinking, oh well, okay, what do we do in the wild card? Like, who are we looking at? honestly, I would take the wild card because you're playing whatever crap
1: team in that AL Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if one of these teams gets three out of four. I mean, it's just huge either way. Yes. Huge one way or the other. Uh, That's a big series starting in Arlington tonight. We're getting good stuff on the Specs text line 337-3776. The uniform discussion today, which NFL teams need a tweak. And then we did throw in the Longhorn discussion uh, in football because I love that one. It's always a a fantastic discussion since Texas is such a blue blood in a lot of ways. One of the biggest ways is that uniform thing. Now, our man CB says Texas needs to wear throwbacks. That's interesting. Uh, Somebody says, I agree with you leave texas unis uh leave them alone they're sick especially the white stormtrooper ones they are absolutely terrific yes yes the stormtroopers every i think uh, that that's pretty much agreed upon somebody says never camo for the horns amen (laughs) that was
0: like a i think probably because of like the the iraq war and stuff they were plastering camo on everybody's jerseys but you
1: don't want the cam for that I mean, you know you know a little camo Longhorn game,
0: like one game, player. not not football, one game. i have seen too many awful and of course I'm not commenting on the reasoning behind it at all. I'm just saying I have seen some just atrocious digital camo college baseball uniforms Ooh, so those and can get, I need to
1: I need yeah. to stay all the way away from those there. can get terrible. Now specifically, here this is my this may this will make me an old-style fan, but I think you'll understand if you're a Longhorn fan out there. If it has to be put some camo on the football uniform one time or the baseball uniform one time, you're going to have to go football. You cannot put camo on that Texas baseball uniform. You can't do it. I
0: would rather do it for baseball just because – it, it's There's more games. So, you know, there's oh, like 40 baseball I games. Know. I can handle one. But if I'm one out of 12 yeah, maybe on you're a right. camo maybe uniform right. and Daryl K. Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium, in front of yeah, 110,000 people, it's, I've never seen an ugly uniform.
1: I'm not starting now. It is so important. You're right. Uh, I think the leave it alone is probably the best plan. How about this text from uh, Jose? And this may be happening more and more often with Longhorn fans. I'm a Longhorn fan headed back from Starkville, Mississippi to Carthage, Texas. I went by their stadium, and I really enjoyed it. Wonder if he'd have gone by the stadium if Texas wasn't going to the SEC. It's kind of an interesting And that's one of those places, right? One of those places you'll think about, Longhorn fans. I've never been there, and frankly, I don't know if I want to go because that cowbell thing would bug me. Deafening. But I'm an earplug guy at concerts and certain shows, so if I take my earplugs and I know I'm going to deal with it, Maybe I've heard that I've heard the actual experience there is cool. And if you're a baseball fan, I think you got to do that one sometime. If you're a Texas baseball fan, just for the history and the Palmero and the Will Clark of it all, you'd have to go check them out because apparently Mississippi State fans are one of the ones that get credit for basically inventing the barbecue in Omaha and they'll take over that place, not quite like LSU, but almost. And apparently their home environment for baseball is second to none. So that's something to maybe check out. Thank you, Jose. Have a safe trip getting back to um, getting back home to Carthage. Somebody says, Texas baseball has a camo cap at the co-op, but I've never seen the team wear it. Nice cap. Maybe. Shout out to the co-op. Maybe. I worked there for three days. Maybe. Uh, here's another weird one on a logo, Jack. Somebody, and this is in the Cowboys division, so maybe I didn't notice it. Somebody texted, nobody ever notices that the Eagles logo has an E in it. I just pulled up oh, that. Yeah. I just pulled up that bird logo. I guess, yeah, at the back right side, it does have an E. A sneaky E in there. And by the way, as much as I hate them because I'm supposed to, great unis. Great unis. Great tweak as my life has gone on. They tweaked that that wing on the side and did a great job. Vikings tweaked their horn on the side to make it look three-dimensional, and they did a great job. When the Lions tweaked the lion, I thought it was a great job, which brings me back to the team that needs to get it right, the Rams. If you're going to tweak it, you got to get it right. The Niners have made tweaks that are good over the years, but they got to get that right. Um, but I, I, the Eagles, they're sharp. I mean, that division to me, as much as I hate those three teams, I never root for those other three teams. I think they all look pretty good.
0: Don't love the num. The Commanders have those numbers that also like the like the Rams ones. They kind of there's like like fade the, the a little bit. Like it fades into a different yeah, color. Like I'm not a fan of that. I haven't loved. Really, and I get it, it was a very complicated thing, but iconic Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. The commander uniform is uh, the name and the uniform. The whole commander thing was, was a miss for me.
1: Yeah, I've, I was always in favor of them embracing the word warriors and doing a wounded warrior, you're in D.C., pay tribute to the military, all that kind of stuff, and they went the other way and uh, you know, and didn't do that. So, yeah, they're a little shaky right now. I would agree. Uh, now, there is a team in that division. There's two teams that I'm really hoping this year can fully embrace their throwbacks. One is the Giants, which I think they got it right last year. Once the shell rule changed, they never should have just changed stickers. I thought that was dumb. They went to the old Giants thing that I grew up with, Phil Sims and, and Otis Anderson and stuff. But they did it on the wrong color helmet, and that makes it look dumb. And the other one is a team you've brought up Denver. They're way off. You cannot take the Elway sticker and put it on a helmet that's too dark. So, this year, hopefully, Denver knows that if they're going to throw back and throw that old D on there, put the light blue on the hat. That is a historic helmet. I know they didn't win a Super Bowl wearing that helmet, but they had some badass football teams that went to the Super Bowl with your iconic quarterback taking snaps. Like, you need to pay tribute to that and do it the right way because Elway and, you know, Nathiel and Sammy Winder and Carl Mecklenburg and all those guys, they didn't wear that dark blue helmet. So hopefully those two teams can get it right starting this year. Let's hope. Uh, Uniform discussion, I'll blame it on Jack. Now, I don't blame it on Jack, but it's, it, Jack knew that I would get into a uniform discussion, and we know secretly, all of you love it if you're a sports fan. I know it's summertime, and it feels like we have nothing to talk about, but when you talk about uniforms, you have everything to talk about because it's the most important conversation ever. Uh, Coming up, Rod Babers at 105. Up next, In the Crap Bag. We'll talk about the match a little bit. Did you watch last night from Vegas? I checked it out a little bit. Plus, we'll tell you about that Fest ticket sale that's coming up if you want to check out one of the biggest music events of the year. Plus, if you're into your high school football, don't miss the Flex segment today. There's a Flex athlete that'll make a big decision over the weekend, and there's another area athlete that's making a huge decision today, and I'm keeping my eyes peeled for it. We'll let you know all about that. Stay with us. It's the horn. All right, we are rolling through a Friday. It sounds like a song I should know. Am I getting any vocals to help here? Shortly. we got vocals that, that coming might up? Help. I
0: feel like he has a pretty recognizable huh. voice. Okay. Do you need a, an era? Give me an era. Early 2000s garage rock.
1: Okay. Early 2000s garage rock. <sighs> the next big thing in rock and roll circa
0: 2001.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure, because it doesn't quite, it's it's not Weezer, it's... No. No. Who is it? This is The Strokes. Ah, The Strokes, okay. There was that period of time where it felt like a lot of the rock bands that were getting love, it was the something. There were The Strokes. The, that era, the, the White Stripes, The Vine, The, the, Hives. the White Stripes. yeah, The Hives. Uh, strokes were good, though. I never saw The Strokes live, never listened to a whole album, but it, it's not because I didn't like it, What I heard.
0: I would recommend this first one. Uh, they were... Oh, I was first album, best album. Is this it? It's a, it's, it's a classic. So, the, what it's uh, called? Is, is this it? Okay. Is this it?
1: Is this it by The Strokes? All right, got to check that out. Uh, the Strokes and flock of seagulls getting us started today. By the way, thanks to uh, CB, as always, Chris Bennett, the official and unofficial producer of every radio show on earth. The CB Nine Thousand has let us know that today. In 1999 is the day the South Park musical was released. I'm going to make my daughter and wife watch it. Because apparently my wife has never sat through the whole thing. How did I marry this woman? How did, and then she's thinking, how did I marry this man who's never seen Grease? So I'm going to watch Grease. With, we're all going to watch Greece. We're all going to watch Hamilton because my daughter's fallen in love with Hamilton. And because I love South Park, I'm going to make them watch Bigger, Longer, and Uncut coming up uh and uh, what is this description it's an american adult animated dark comedy adventure musical war film <laughs> yeah that checks all
0: the boxes that describes right there. it that describes it but I'm, I'm on your side i have seen the south park
1: musical and i have not seen grease there you go yep i told my wife i'll be glad to die without seeing it or for you i will watch it i'll check it out because i know Grease fans, I know, buried underneath those lyrics and all the the, the sugariness Prime JT. is some nastiness, which I like. They're like, Chad, you got to listen to the lyrics. I know, I know, I know. Grease lightning, I got you. No, no, I got you. First time I heard a phrase in Grease lightning on the unedited version, I went, oh, wait a minute. There's dirtiness in this movie. I can get into this movie, so we'll get there. Uh, Rod Baber's coming up. We'll get to him as well. Ball Don't Lie, of course, comes up at 3 o'clock every day once we are done. Rod, I want to get his thoughts on some football stuff with Texas, uh, both on the field and off, nobody follows Texas football as close as Rod Babers does. Uh, former player, and of course, he's been doing uh, doing it covering it in radio for so long. So it'll be great to talk to Rod Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods coming up at 2:05, talking more Longhorn stuff. Right now, let's get into the crap bag. We'll talk about the match and the concert you need to go to. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag.
0: If you need an easy way to remember it, just. Think of a bag of crap.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So, Jack Farrell, did you check out the match from Vegas yesterday? I did not. Okay. Take us through it. So, first off, as I've said many, many times, I try not to watch live golf ever. Um, it's just too slow for me. I like to have my own pace. I like to have my own ability to fast forward. And it was the move on this one. I didn't start till about seven. They didn't. They they teed off about six. I started at seven, and then right before I caught up to them, I went and did something else, and then came back and finished up. That's usually how I deal with golf. And when you do it that way, I was entertained. Uh, I got to sort of take it in as I wanted to. And boy, is it a reminder. That one of the toughest things to do that some people don't think about as being tough is standing on a golf tee, taking a golf club, and hitting a golf ball basically straight. Because for most of last night, those four guys could not do it at all. Now, there were a few that were okay. Okay. But lots of errant drives. Um, Patrick Mahomes got lucky on a couple where he drove a ball up into the pine straw and it kind of went up a hill and maybe it hit a patron and then it happened to roll back into the, the fairway. But the surprise of the event was that Travis Kelsey can play a little golf. Uh, Charles Barkley saw him swinging on the range Trevor Immelman complimented his swing To Charles Barkley So Charles changed his pick to Kelsey Which I'm sure Charles had money on it It's Charles Barkley And Travis Kelsey actually did have a pretty nice swing He wore some kind of wild Those shorts were a little bit wild It was like almost like cloth, corduroy type short. It like The shorts look like it should be a cardigan sweater Basically, uh, but he made it look good because he did. The, he did thought some pretty good golf there. The so the story on one side was how good he was, and the other story is that the one guy you thought was gonna be the badass golfer either never got a chance to show it, or when he had a chance at a putt, it didn't go down. Steph Curry, Steph Curry couldn't get Clay Thompson dialed up at all. Clay Thompson was the worst of the four by far and then because of that Steph really wasn't set up in big situations. They couldn't knock down a putt when they needed it and Mahomes and Kelsey just kept going at him. Kelsey gave him enough. Kelsey gave him a shot they used on a part 3. He put one up there nice and snug. He hit a closest to the pin on a part 3 and helped, you know, the charity raise money. So it really kind of uh, ended up being about those guys. Always fun to see. For me, I like, you know, hearing those guys mic'd up. And hearing him trash talk a little bit when it got a little boring, I could fast forward. So that's how I enjoyed uh, the match last night. It was pretty good. Uh, also, wanted to mention uh, I was trying to grab uh, Eric Rains to come on the show with us today. We'll probably talk to Eric, I'm sure, before we get to Coke Fest time, but he's real busy today getting some things set up over at Coke FM. So I want to give them a shout out and talk about Coke Fest coming up August 4th and 5th. Uh, You've probably already heard about it out there in Hutto. Two great days of music, 12 bands involved, all kinds of talent out there. You can see the complete lineup at CokeFest.com. Off the top of my head, Whiskey Myers, John Party, one of my older favorites, a little Sammy Kershaw, a little Vidalia and the the stuff that Sammy Kershaw did. It wasn't Sammy. I think Sammy was the guy that did, um, what was it called? Oh, Politics, Religion, and Her. That's a great country song. It was from an era that produced some syrupy garbage. But I always liked that song. It was the three things you didn't talk about. The three things the guy couldn't talk about was politics, religion, and her. I always thought that was good. I believe that is Sammy Kershaw as well. So there's others that will be a part of it. Go see the complete list at CokeFest.com. And remember, starting tomorrow, starting you know midnight 01, uh, tomorrow morning, On July 1st, and running all the way through midnight, the night of the 4th, they are having a special ticket discount. You go get a discount code at CokeFM.com. Again, that's CokeFM.com. Go get the ticket discount code. It is good on, there's a discount for two tickets. There's an even better discount for four tickets. There's an even better discount for six tickets. So check all that out. You can go to CokeFM.com or the social media channels. Uh, coming up tomorrow morning for those discount codes. And, of course, you can check out the complete lineup at CokeFest.com. So shout-out to Eric and CokeFest and uh, the Coke crew and everybody that's uh, putting that event together. It is going to be another good time out in Hutto. So make your plans to get out to CokeFest if you love your country music, your alt country, your red dirt country, whatever all the labels are right now. There's a lot of good acts coming in this year's edition so go check it out at cokefest.com coming up I mentioned the flex segment we are watching a big decision that's coming out of Copper's Cove today the SEC cares and the Big Ten cares as well it's probably not going to go the Longhorns way and it's not probably not going to go the Aggies way but some, a big-time team is getting a big-time offensive lineman from this area. We'll keep you up to date on that one if we see something. Plus, which flex athlete is making the big decision on Sunday? We'll tell you about that. Up next, it's Rod Babers from Ball Don't Lie talking long horn football. Don't move. It's the horn.